Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Smoother than the Green Suitors podcast, you just made it to episode 82 of Off the the Cut podcast. We're up in Toronto. Today is known as Tuesday, September 18th, 2023. But here in Ohio, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day. Uh, You guys are going to like this one. It's a throwback. Oh, It's going to remind you of a younger day. Okay. Rice Krispie Treats. Oh. That's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a bad memory. I don't like. No, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold wait, on. What? Sorry, sorry. No, no, what? no, no. Sorry, I'm confused. I'm confused. Let me walk that back. I was thinking about what are those circular things called that are made out of rice and taste horrible? Like they rice taste like cakes. Rice, rice cake, cakes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no rice crispy treats. I'm all about those. Do you say it them. tastes like cardboard or it tastes like carpet? Both. I mean, yeah, it could be either or, really. <laughs> Depends what the seasoning is. <laughs> oh, I got the black lung. Uh-oh. Working We're cutting, some, cutting some wood? Yeah. I was, I've actually been, uh, been uh, woodworking recently. Wow, crazy. I know. <laughs> Wild, huh? I know, I know. Uh, I did, like, the smallest smidgen of woodworking on Friday. But other than that, I've okay. just been 3D printing and soldering and stuff. Man. It's yeah. like a real woodworker over here. <laughs> I know. Crazy, crazy. Everyone is now in the presence of not real woodworkers, but people who play them online. Mm-hmm. On the hey, internet. I used a dowling jig for the first time today. Oh, how'd that go? Which one did you pick up? Uh, it was just one of those, it's just some like metal one I got off Amazon. It clamps okay. on the wood, finds the middle, dial out the, yeah, yeah, yeah. drill out for the dowels and everything. Um, it made me want a domino. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was a pain in the ass. Is so, that the like the universal work. experience of using a um, of using a dowling jig? It's like as soon as you use one, you're just like, oh, I wish I had a domino. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I know a Scotty uh, Scott Walsh. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, I don't. It, it's probably like five six hundred bucks. It's like the dowel mate or something like that. It's like some. Hi, Dowel Max, maybe? It's like some high-end, like, Canadian one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got a thousand different, like, add-ons and and stuff like that. He says it works really, really well. It looks fancy. I'll give him that. So, Derek, let me... How much is that thing? You got got it pulled up. 250 Canadian dollars. Yuck. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot for a Dowling jig. It is. It is. Two thirty-five US. Two thirty-five. Oh, oh, because it's. I guess because it's a Canadian company, the exchange rate's not so bad. Yeah. Suckers. Now it's. This is the one occasion where the Canadians win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we're probably paying more to to send it over the border to get it here. <laughs> yeah. True. But yeah, no, Dowling jigs. Just like the Green Suitors podcast, they suck. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's simple as that. Like, I have a $10 dowling jig, and I've used it in tons of projects before I got a domino. In fact, now when I use my domino, a lot of times I'll still do doweling, a dowel joint, like, in the project just to, like, show that you can do it. Yeah. But, like, Derek, like you said, it is the biggest pain in the ass yeah. in the world. Yeah, it doesn't clear. Like, the... Whenever you drill through the hole, it doesn't clear out the debris, so you just gotta like, and then the the bit gets stuck in there. Yeah, so you back uh, it out, and then you gotta clear it out, and then you gotta continue on. That's my p- biggest gripe with it. Yeah, my biggest complaint is I didn't have that. I don't have that like metal clampy doodle one like you did, right? Yeah, I got the like Rockler one. Ooh, that's a crispy one. What you got over there? Is that lemon? No, pineapple. Pineapple. I've got a, uh, I got a uh, blackberry. Tonight, nice. Yeah. Um, what was I say? I've got the the Rockler Dowling jig. That's like basically it's like a metal block that has two oh, yeah. holes in it, 
and then like a, a piece of like Lexan plexiglass on the top of it. Mm. Here's my complaint. Well, Pro, unbelievably cheap. I think it's like 10, maybe 15 bucks. I don't know if they sell that one anymore. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I just found it. So, oh, wait. No. Hold on. Every time I pull it up, they, they redirect you now to a new sh- one. Yeah. It's like blue a, plastic. Yeah. It looks like a Craig product. Right. Right. I know there's one made by Miles Craft that you can mm-hmm. find on Amazon. It's effectively mm-hmm. the exact same thing. But Pro, it is unbelievably cheap, super low barrier of entry, can get people into making stronger joinery for really cheap. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. It comes with the drill bit, it comes with the stop collar, and it comes with like the jig itself. That is a bargain for what you're paying. Yeah, how much was it? Like twenty bucks? I think it was ten when I bought it. Oh. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not bad. It's not so bad at all. here's where it falls short. Okay, is on the little clear piece of plastic where it has like you know, oh, this is going to be the center of the hole that you're dr- drilling for the dowel. Mm-hmm. They're not accurate. Uh, okay. So how- like, if you would make like your witness mark and be like, oh, I want these two pieces of of wood to join here, and you make a line across, and then you put the jig on the line, you're yeah. going to be off like an eighth of an inch. That much? Oh, it's bad. Wow. Is real bad. Is there any way you could adjust it? Like, a, it's it's tough to tell because I can't find the actual product listing anymore. It seems like there's a couple little set screws on the top of it. Is there any play in no. the plastic now? Yeah, okay. I'll see if I can send you a photo of it. Um, I had a plastic one. And you see, when you're looking at a lot of these dowling jigs, they have a metal sleeve. Even if they're made out of plastic, the part where the bit goes in, they have a metal sleeve to protect it. Yeah. I have a dowling jig that is so cheap, the entire thing is made out of plastic. And like oh. after using it two or three times, it was just unusable. Because every time yeah. you use it, the... Uh, the drill bit bites into the plastic and widens the hole ever so slightly. All right. If you want to check out the one I'm talking about, I just sent a, I put a link in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the live stream chat thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's $20 now and it's literally the exact same thing I have. So like I said, it's a metal block. It comes with like a, basically a piece of Lexan plastic on top. And then you get a drill bit and a stop collar, and it's twenty one thirty nine. Wow! So not only do the witness marks for like the center of the line not—they're not—they're—they're they're useless. They're not accurate because mm-hmm. they're not in the center. But the like the the Lexan plastic bends, so if you don't hold mm. your drill perfectly, perfectly in line. It's your drill bit is now going to go in at a slight angle. And so your joinery yeah. will never go together. Yeah. It's, wow. It's a challenge. <laughs> and like, how does something like that make it out of the factory though? Because it's cheap. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Like, I mean, look how much money they have into that. But if you look at the reviews, like, I mean, there are no reviews on this one, but like when I bought mine, people were like, yeah, Great bang for the buck. Works well. Just have to be careful. Like, Yeah, I guess yeah, it's one of those th- things you learn to compensate for. Right. And then, Do you have any the, other j- janky tools in the shop that you now, ooh. like, you know, you know it's not accurate, but you're like, okay, if I cheat it to the left an eighth of an inch, then it's good. Ooh, I, I can't think of anything like that, but I can think of an absolute crap tool that I bought a bunch of at the beginning, mm-hmm. and it's the Rockler plastic, black plastic 90-degree clamp squares. They oh. are nowhere near 90 degrees. I've You know what? 90 degrees seems to be incredibly hard for a lot of companies to do. Have you ever, yeah, checked, those a, have <clears throat> you ever checked a set of squares that you own, mm. even metal ones, like machined aluminum squares? A lot of the time, they're out by as much as a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it that. happens all the time. Yeah, I would never trust like what that what that's showing in the picture there. I would never trust that to be square. Yeah, 
Not just because it probably didn't come square from the factory, but also it's plastic. Like, there's no way that's going to be rigid enough to support a piece of plywood. Oh, no, it's very rigid. It, the way it has, yeah. like, its, its structural little gussets and whatnot in there, they're super rigid, just super inaccurate. <laughs> so you're telling me if you grab that thing and you tried to twist it, it would be solid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's rock okay. solid. So what what are those called, Derek? The rock uh, Universal fence clamps? No, no. So the fence clamps are the little aluminum clampy parts. I'm talking about the that plastic. But it's like a something square. It's like a Rockler plastic. Clamp it right square tool. Square. Universal yeah, the clamp ninety it, degree. Clamp it, clamp it square or something clamp. like that. They suck. Don't waste your money on those. They're awful. Save your money, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the first thing that comes to mind of like a janky tool. Do you, yeah. what do you, do you have something in mind you can think of? Well, just for the longest time, and it's not even a janky tool, it's my, my saw stop. It was just, uh, let's say, a 30-second out of alignment. So that I, But it was actually kind of nice. You know, I have this problem with tools all the time where it's like, do you set the indicator right on your mark? Oh. Or do you set it just next to your mark? Like, imagine the... Um, the camber adjustment on a table saw. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Do you set it so the little arrow is pointing at 45 degrees or just next to 45 degrees so that <sighs> it's, it's basically like, are you, are you taking the line or are you exactly. leaving are the you, line? Yes, yes, 100%. So mm. I, for the longest time, I had my saw saw table saw set up such that I would leave the line with the indicator on the tool. If that makes mm. sense, I yeah, I, I would have come and been like, "Oh, Zach, your your indicator's off." I would I would split the line, split the line, yeah. But the thing with splitting the line is that are you perfectly centered over it? Like sometimes those very precise measurements matter. Yeah, um, I do have it now. Now it's properly calibrated, so it is splitting the line. But I'm I might even just go back to taking the line or leaving the line. Are there any table saws that have like a positive stop for common degrees, like 45, 90 and all that? Not that I, all of, mine does, but I don't it's use like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has like a positive like notches, like the same way a miter saw would? No, 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 yeah. no. Not notches, but it has like, you can use like set screws. Like even my complete, I'll, I'll take the explicit, my complete piece of shit rigid saw, my $200 one had like a like a set screw thing and my my second rigid one i shouldn't be using had, the r word on here had, had a it. had a set screw in order to stop it in a certain plate or like yeah yeah the miter or the blade the 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 blade angle so yeah. if you're trying to make a bevel cut yeah. yeah is that what we're talking about yeah yeah so yeah, that yeah. set screw would allow you to stop it at different points it would only like, allow you to stop it at 90 and 45 Okay. Okay. So basically, like handy. maxed out how much it would would bevel or whatever. Mm -hmm. And would that adjustment let you go to like forty five point one degrees or forty five or forty four point nine? Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, wanted okay. to adjust it that way, you could. But okay. here's the problem: is the machine starts rattling or whatnot, and then that set screw slightly changes, yeah. or you constantly bang up your your yeah. your bevel. Uh -huh against Some that and then it's no longer on accurate mm -hmm. yeah so i don't even trust it I, I just i actually back both of them off so it'll let me go beyond the range and i i dial it in myself do you have one of those little digital cube things that you put on the, the no the, on the no i hate hey, the little red square just yeah i just i just use a square mm. i don't trust the digital thing i'm really yeah. anal with my tools when it comes to like getting them dialed in and set up yeah Oh, I'd spend days setting up a table saw if I, if I had the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I never have the time. Like, I, yeah, I, I know. I've been threatening for years now that I'm going to spend a day just dialing in all the tools in the shop. You will. And yeah. It's been years. It's, if it hasn't happened, it's not going to happen. It's like I'm anal, but I'm impatient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. The best time to do that is like, you know... You know, it's like four or five o'clock on a Friday, and you're like, mm -hmm. "All right, you know, you and Sophie or me and Miranda are gonna have we're gonna have a nice evening." And then they hit you with, 
hey, so-and-so just came into town. I think I'm going to go grab dinner and hang out with them. And I'm like, yeah, of course. You haven't seen them forever. Like, huh. go for it. And now I'm sitting at home thinking, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. True. And I'm just like, I'm going to get a beer or two and go through and clean and dial in my tools. That is the best time to do it. But it yeah. doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did I tell you that recently I took a leaf blower to my shop? I just opened up every single door and window. And I'm kind of lucky in that I have a big opening at either end of the shop. Yeah, yeah. And I just took the leaf blower and I just blew oh, all the yeah. dust right out of there. Oh, all yeah. the cupboards and stuff like that. It was it was very satisfying to do. And it was like it was a situation just like what you're describing. Oh, it's like yeah. I had something to do. Plans got canceled. I was like, I got this leaf blower. I got a couple hours to kill. Let's have some fun. Dude, the cordless, like, DeWalt leaf blowers or whatever. Insanely powerful. God, yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Those are the best things in the world. Yeah. You don't even need to blow anything. You just, you're, like, walking through your shop, and, like, you look up in the corner, and you're like, I could do some leaf blowing right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's also very satisfying to use for actual leaf blowing. They got a lot of I, juice to them. I just use it for, like, my backyard, there's a bunch of trees. So leaves fall, pine cones fall, little pine needles fall. Yes, they do. I go out there, five minutes with a leaf blower, the place looks like a million bucks. It's brand yeah. new. All the pavers are, like, perfectly clean. I get all the twigs, all the little pieces of soil back in the planter beds. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. How do you feel about the reverse of a leaf blower? A have you the, have you seen those like leaf vacuum things or like these big bags no. and they suck them all up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? You're describing a shock vac, right? No, 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 no. It's like literally a reverse leaf blower. Huh. Leaf vacuum. My grandparents had one, but the problem is if the leaves had any resemblance of moisture on them. That uh, son of a gun would just clog up like nobody's business. I could see that. I could see that 100%. The best part about a leaf blower is that you're making it somebody else's problem. You Damn take all right your you leaves are. and you just blow them onto your neighbor's property. You're like, F you. <laughs> Not my problem oh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ryobi makes Ryobi one. Ryobi huh? makes one, yeah. And what's the yeah. price point on that? Let's see here. Well, Amazon's got it for one thirty nine. That's, I mean, that's a lot of plastic and electronics for one thirty nine. That thing is massive looking. I, you could make an entire channel, YouTube channel about like nonsensical home inventions and do they work? I mean, that thing is kind of hilarious. It looks like something out of a cartoon. Looks like Ghostbusters vacuum. <laughs> Right. It's got a little wheel to support the sucker at the front. Like, well, imagine all those leaves add up and get heavy. Yeah, true. But, but true. you but see it's... the problem with it if it gets wet, that that thing is done. It's just going to oh, get clogged up. You're can you imagine what the inside oh. of that bag smells like? <laughs> <laughs> you put you do it in the fall. You're sucking up all these wet leaves, and then you come back to it in the springtime, and you use it for the first time. You're like, oh. God, what died in here? Yeah, it's like listening to the Green Suitors podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that should be their new tagline, Green yeah. Suitors podcast. It's like smelling wet leaves or so. I don't know. That was, it didn't flow well. It didn't flow well. well. I, I it's mulching it up. Oh, oh it, it mulches? It mulches as it goes. So it says it replaces up to eight bags with their one bag. Oh, stop. This is black so magic. Compact whenever you get done, it's gonna be heavy. Yeah, oh, no man. kidding. How does that is that supported by it? Looks like it's just a bag hanging off the bottom of the tool, but it's massive. So for people who are just listening, this bag is like gotta be like three, four gallons at least. And it's oh, just a canvas, a boy. it's just a canvas bag hanging from the bottom of a cordless tool. I don't understand. Yeah. It's just dragging yeah. along, just dragging yeah. along, yeah. I give mm -hmm. that thing, there's no way that thing lasts more than like three years. <laughs> you get 12 uses out of that and it's done. My buddy's got a Ryobi weed whacker and it's the biggest POS in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, it's trash. I had three. Three? Ooh. Yeah. I have a Craftsman one. I mean, it, it does an all right job for me. Yeah. I don't have much weeds to whack, but the ones that <laughs> does, it works fine. And I'm not just 
just going out there trashing Ryobi tools. I got some Ryobi stuff that I love. Yeah. Ryobi's hit and miss. That hot glue gun, yeah. Hot glue gun works works like a Somebody just came out with a new hot glue gun. I think it was uh, the one that should not be named. Oh. Somebody somebody told me that there's a there's a company out there that makes a hot, a cordless hot glue gun that takes DeWalt batteries, but is not made by DeWalt. I have that. You do? Is that any good? Really? Yeah. It's, I've only used it a handful of times, but it's pretty decent. Okay. Yeah, they right. got one. Oh, yeah. yeah the R-Word made Oh, the, the R-Word. It's, it's the exact same damn thing. They just made it orange. It's oh, no yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. But it's made but by ATI, so what do you expect? They got interchangeable tips on this Ooh, one. Interchangeable tips. Can, Jared, can you pull up a, a Ryobi one side to side so we can just see if they like use the same injection molded plastic? Yeah, that's the that's, mini one. That's the new one. I don't know where I can see here. Yeah. Uh, while he's doing that, Eric, have you used any of these cordless heat guns yet? No, but I want one because my corded heat gun has like a three inch cord on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine too. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's, it's awful. You buy, yeah. plug it in right below my workbench and i can't reach the opposite side yeah. of my workbench and a heat gun you want to like wave around a lot yeah. while you're using it yeah i okay, have so the dewalt cordless and that thing blows through batteries so fast oh, well that I'm was gonna be sure. my question yeah. I was, how long do you get runtime can it is it like a I, minute if i put one of the small what is it two amp batteries uh, the the standard ones a minute yeah. i get about five maybe ten minutes that's actually kind of bad though that's more than i would have expected honestly but yeah yeah i mean it's literally just a resistor and a fan yeah yeah it's just heating up a coil and blowing air against it yeah but if i put one of those bigger batteries on there it's just so heavy yeah 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 Yeah. gotta get one of those what's the biggest wall battery they make they make like a 12 amp hour 60 volt i think yeah, you're an asshole if you're carrying around a 12 amp hour battery. Like, you've seen these I like impact guns. Are you? That's so I funny. Do. Yeah, but what do you? What the hell do you use that for? It came with some tool. I can't remember what tool it was. It came with. Don't even know. tell me like, oh yeah, I put it on my impact driver. No, you don't. It'd be like carrying <laughs> a 40 pound impact driver around. Uh, no, no. I want to get like the smallest impact driver, maybe even a 12 volt impact driver, and then put one of those big 60 volt batteries on it because I think they make one that's <laughs> cross compatible. Just I to make you love mad. the little itty bitty uh, Milwaukee 12 volt impact driver. It's so tiny. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get I've that a... new Festool one, but I haven't, I haven't picked that up yet. Mm. How much is that? 800 bucks? I don't know. Um, C eighteen something I don't know. The Dewalt actually makes a fifteen amp hour sixty volt battery. That's disgusting. How much is that? Uh, It's got to be like five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks Canadian, so probably four hundred American. Crazy. The tool batteries are the biggest scam in the world. So yeah, the batteries are just kind of they just cost what they cost. I think we've talked about this before on the show, but yeah. Like, a rigid battery is very similarly priced to a DeWalt battery is very similarly priced to a Milwaukee battery. And, yeah. you know, even to a large degree, like a Festool battery. Because it's a commodity product. The cells, yeah. in they all use the same cells inside of them. And the cells just cost what they cost. I've bought some yeah. for projects. Uh, I think, a, what are they called? The 18650 cells? Like, 20 bucks each. Yeah. So, in a battery, you know, in a small battery, there's probably five of them. That, let me do the math on that. Uh, that might not be correct. But would you say five by twelve? That's sixty. Uh, How much does that cost? No, eighteen six fifty cell is not. Uh, hold on, let me look this up. I might, I might just be talking crap, but I don't think an eighteen six fifty is twenty volts. I think they're like, I think you have to run them in series. Oh, so you need uh, what? Like, I forget that math, but like twenty five of them, thirty of them. Let's see. Hold on. What's the so, yeah, they're 4.2 volts each. Or 3.6 is the nominal, 4.2 is... So you probably have five of them and then any in your basic battery and then anything beyond that, you're then probably running them in parallel. You're probably running, like... A series in group, parallel together, like groups of them. 
Exactly. You would have like five and then another group of five and then another group of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. But the like, is, so let's just say you you're gonna make a Zach builds tool battery. How yes. much would this cost you just for the cells alone? Probably a hundred bucks for like a basic, for like a basic. two amp hour battery or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense if they're selling like you know two two amp hour batteries for a hundred and twenty hundred and fifty bucks. Like okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm looking online. I'm seeing some cells for like ten bucks. It it really depends if you're going to get a quality, like Panasonic cell or some random no name brand, like a so, Alibaba brand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember buying some and they were they were surprisingly expensive. Yeah, like once you start getting into the Panasonics, they're like eleven, twelve, fifteen dollars. So depends which there's different capacities too, like different milliamp ratings on each one. Um, yeah, but so they just kind of cost what they cost, and that's why you see such price uniformity across all the brands. You know, I as we were talking about this, I this is a good video idea for you, dude. Try to make a tool battery, yeah, and yeah. start it out with like you know, something here. Here's a story arc, right. Cordless tool batteries are an absolute scam. So I'm going to show you how to make your own for cheaper. And then like, as you know, you're like, I did this, I did this. I, you know, I 3D printed like the case, the Mm -hmm. the connections, like, you know, this is the circuit board. Like, this seems like something you would do. And then at the end, you do a cost breakdown and you're like, I should have just bought one at the store. (laughs) And then then it like ends with you just running into Home Depot, grabbing a stack of batteries and just leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I think... Yeah, maybe for the high-end ones it might make sense, but certainly not for the low-end ones, and especially not if they're on sale. Oh, hell no. And this is the this is the time in the U.S. It's Labor Day, which is like a oh. big, um, like, tool. We have, like, mm-hmm. Father's Day, Black Friday, mm-hmm. and Labor Day are, like, our big tool sales around yeah. here. So, yeah, this right now is where they're like, oh, you know, buy – a combo kit and you get like three free tools and some batteries or whatever, like with it, this is the time. If you're going to buy tools, this is the time to do it. Do you have those in Canada? Do you have those like hot sale days? You know, when I was growing up, we did not have black Friday, Mm -hmm. but as time has gone on, (laughs) no, we don't have black Sunday. No Uh, boxing day. Oh, boxing day. Yeah. Black Sunday. I oh, thought you were God, just being a smart ass for a second. No, that you. just sounds like a bad, scary movie. <laughs> like, a, um, like a C-rate scary movie. Anyway. We, yeah, so we we used to not have it, but now as the internet has become more and more popular, there's like more, as I think Canadians are exposed to more American culture, more and more Canadian brands have started doing Black Friday sales. Yeah. So probably like 50% of major retailers here will do a Black Friday sale now. But 10 years ago, it was like basically non-existent. Right, right. That makes sense. But yeah, we do also have Boxing Day, which is pretty sweet. I mean, it used to be. I don't know if it is now. Did Boxing Day Day start as like a charitable thing? Uh... the story my mom told me when I was growing up was that it was a, um, it was like when like the help would be able to celebrate Christmas or something oh, like that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So it was like the, the day after was their celebration. And for a long time, it was illegal to open your store on Boxing Day. Oh. And Boxing Day stale sales actually started as an act of defiance by retailers against the government. They're like, screw you. We're going to open no matter what you tell us. And we're going to have this crazy sale at the same time to bring people out. <laughs> How do you know this isn't a conspiracy that the government was trying to shut them down? And then they're <laughs> like, I know that's what people do. They're yeah. deviant. They defy us. Well, actually, we want them to be open on this day. So we're going to tell them they can't be open on this day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. I think one of Toronto's mayors, I, I want to look this up so that I, I'm i not just talking crap here, but one of Toronto's mayors used to be a famous, he used to have a very big furniture store. Okay. And he started the trend of 
opening on Boxing Day and having a big sale. Mm. So in define when he was a business owner, he defied the government, and then he became the one the thing that he once fought. How's that for a story arc for you? This sounds like a like a Batman sequel. <laughs> yeah, I, be- I became the people I used to hunt. The bad boy furniture chain. Yeah, Mel Lastman, the bad boy furniture chain. Look at him; you can tell from his photo he's a bad he's a bad boy. Kind of looks like Bob Barker from Price is Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what's uh, what's a big furniture store in the U.S. Like, kind of like big furniture selling chain. I think it's regional. I guess yeah. maybe uh, Ashley or Bassett or something like that. Yeah, okay, Ashley okay. Furniture probably. I mean, there's like Big Sandy Superstore and so I know all of them because that's like most of our, the clients that we deal with at, at my day job is like furniture uh, and appliances and stuff. There's so many. I yeah. mean, thousands. You don't have any nationwide chains though, huh? Like Williams Sonoma. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, that- Ashley Furniture, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, it just kind of depends how much money you want to spend on stuff, but you know, it is what it is. If you're willing to wait a year, you can buy it at one of the local places for half the prices. Yeah, Ashley or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Interesting. We had a we had a question. I think this is a good question that popped in from Josh at Freedom Workshop, and it's it was in the live chat, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a good large square? that isn't woodpecker prices. So I'm going to say we're talking like a, I don't know, like an 18 to 24 inch square. Like I'm going to say yeah. something pretty big, right? Like you're doing, you're using it for like cabinetry or something like that. I want to yeah, usually, well, it's a small one too. You want to, oh, you want to add in small as well? Yeah. Let's, let's okay. go both sides. Okay. Okay. For okay. small, I know um, there's one that my uh, buddy Matt from uh, MWA Woodworks always likes the, like DFN tool work or something. I think DFW, DFM tool works. They're blue, if I'm not mistaken, that they're, they're really accurate and they're a pretty affordable price. Yeah. DFM tool works. Um, I think it's made by somebody in our space, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Yeah. He likes those a lot. Um, I'm not sure about the price, but I know they're definitely cheaper than woodpecker. So, like, what's that? What's that one that you got your mouse on there? That three-inch tri-square. What's that? How much is it? Forty-five. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you get the accuracy, three point five inches by three point seven five inches. Okay. So, for everybody at home, we're looking at something that's effectively the equivalent of what woodpecker sells as their delve square, and it's I believe small. the. Yeah, small the, carpenter square is what it's called. Okay, okay. On DFM Toolworks, it's a small carpenter square. Theirs is like forty-five bucks. Woodpecker sells their aluminum red one for, I believe, ninety-five, and so their stainless the steel one is one forty. I think. Man, I'm always shocked at how much woodpecker stuff costs. I know, but I mean, they literally make everything. In, yeah. yeah, so like there's the Delve Square. How much is it? $65.99. $65, yeah. So you're, you're saving money. Yeah. Um, I know what Jonathan Katz Moses always talks about. Oh, yeah, just check his store. Yeah, uh, check his store. I bet store. he sells them. I know he, there's like one brand that he can get like blemished ones where it's just like one of the numbers might be like slightly scuffed or like the, the steel isn't like perfectly polished and you can get them for like 70% off. Like that's a great place to do it. Cause let's be honest, all of our like squares and measuring stuff are all hacked up. Like I don't, yeah, you know, like I don't care. I've just got a drawer full of them and they're all destroyed. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you know what? He does not have a square on his site. Am I seeing this right? He's got That's... a magnetic one. He's got one here. A three, Just that little, a five and one magnetic speed square. It's about three inches by three inches. Yeah. Same size. Twenty one seventy seven. Great. Is that sold out? Is that... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For that price, yeah, yeah. It's got Is the that... little bottom that magnetically attaches. Oh, that's neat. 
is that by the, is the name of the company Imperial or is that just denoting the num the type of measurements? Uh, denoting the measurements. I believe this is the KM Tools one. This is the one they. Oh, made. that's his own house brand. I believe so. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Doesn't say KM Tools anywhere on it though. It does not. But like, I think twenty bucks, forty bucks for a small one isn't bad, knowing that it has yeah. multiple. Like, I use my three inch one all the time. Yeah. I re truly, I don't use like a twelve inch square very often at all. That's more of a like a construction thing. That's yeah. When you kind of get into like framing and. Right, you might throw it on a two by six and then hold your circular saw against it, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. But if you're doing that, like, do you really need something that's unbelievably accurate? No. No, in that case, you do not. Right. So I think that, and I think that is why it is so hard to find accurate squares past this kind of like three to four inch size. Yeah. Once you start getting into 12, 24, it's things start to go downhill quickly because nobody, no customers are demanding accuracy at that level. Right, right. Because the, the bigger you make the square, the bigger, you know, let's get physics-y here for a second, you, the bigger you make those moment arms. Mm -hmm. So your, your square has to become monumentally more rigid yeah. for it mm -hmm. to stay at 90 and not, and not deflect and warp and whatnot. And yeah. if you want that, you're going to pay good money for it. I mean... But it's like and you said in your latest video. If you like, if you need that tool, you know you need that tool. Right. 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 Yeah. right. And the larger your project, the the bigger your margins are going to be too. So right. Something yeah. you get that big, you're going to have larger margins of error. That, no, Derek, that's a perfect. You said it. I couldn't have said it better myself. If you're building a king size bed, yeah. Does it really matter? If your headboard and side rails are at a perfect 90 degree? No. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. You got a little bit of flex in a project like that. You got a lot of flex in a project <laughs> like that. Now, if and you're trying to make like a jewelry box that has like another box inside of it that's like piston fit, mm -hmm. then yes, you're going to want it super accurate. But that's what you can get a three inch square for something like mm -hmm. that. Like, mm -hmm. um, Oh, I, okay, Josh. Here's your answer: How to get a woodpecker's square without paying a lot? You're first going to start a social media profile, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to spend years and years working for free, never getting paid anything. And you're going to slowly build up a following, and then you're going to email Judy at woodpeckers.com. That's not her actual email address. That's just her name. <laughs> and you're going to say, Judy, I would love to work with you. And they're going to say, we don't pay anyone. We just <laughs> give out free tools and expect the world from you. Would you like uh -huh. to take that offer? And you're going to say, yes, this is a long game. And I want that $200 woodpecker square for years of work. <laughs> Do you still work with woodpecker at all? No. No. Yeah. I remember uh, that exact person, Judy, messaged yeah. me, I think on Instagram, and said something like that. She was like, okay, like, what, what's your expectation or something? And I just sent my normal rates. She says, cool, cool. We, uh, we just do free tools, and that's it. Maybe something in the future we'll think about working yeah. with you. I was like, not, not interested. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, like, and for everybody listening, like, this isn't Zach or myself being arrogant. It's a little bit. No, but like, let's be honest. <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. Somebody's like, I'm gonna send you, uh, you know, what was that Delve Square? It was like sixty-five bucks or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna send you this, and I want you to go make like a video. Okay, yeah. well, like, I mean, that video is gonna take. I don't know. Let's. This is very aggressive. Takes me an hour to come up with the concept mm -hmm. an hour to film mm -hmm. an hour to edit. And that's like, I know Zach, I see your face. You're like, Oh, wow, that's fast. Right. <laughs> I'm saying you just bang this thing out. Right. So yeah. we're going to say three hours yeah. plus you're going to have probably one edit or so emails back and forth. So let's say all in you're at five hours. Mm -hmm. If you value your time at a conservative amount, 
Let's say thirty dollars an hour. Let's say minimum wage. Okay, fifteen dollars <laughs> an hour. Yeah. At five hours, what? That's sixty. Seventy-five bucks. You're better off just buying the damn tool. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think this is what a lot of people don't get sometimes. I, I've I've even had the situation where like I have relationships with brands like DeWalt and Craftsman, right. where they'll send me stuff kind of without any expectation. It'll just be kind of you work it in where you can work it in. If it appears right. in a video, great. Right. They're happy. If it doesn't, they're not. And even then, a lot of the time, I just don't like having. I don't that expectation that something's coming in the future. I have bought. This, recently DeWalt and Craftsman tools with my own money just simply because I didn't want to have any yeah. expectation or, I don't know, obligation in the future. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm sure you're like me. We're like, say you're working on a YouTube video and you're like, okay, I'm going to have like a 60-second mid-roll ad, which is like the this video was sponsored by Squarespace uh-huh. in the middle of video, whatever. You're focused on finishing the project and then you're like, ooh, and then I have another obligation of doing this ad in the middle of the video. But now if you're like agreeing to DeWalt to also show this video, so now you're going to add that on top and go, make sure that I use this DeWalt tool. Oh, mm-hmm. I also have to make sure that I use the 3M sandpaper. Oh, mm-hmm. I also have to make sure that I use this woodpecker square. It becomes exhausting yep. to try to do yep. all of those at once like you can't keep up with that and let's be real at a certain point that middle ad is enough to finance buying a couple tools for the project right and you're like okay i'll just buy them with my own pocket and then i don't have to worry about all that other headache and i can just focus on the project and that one middle ad yeah yeah and i mean that's the reality like honestly right now other than a few brands who are just like, we're happy to support you, like whatever you want, here you go, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. I would rather just buy the stuff now. Yeah. yeah. It's but less that's, of a you know, that's, that's kind of a level of comfortability or whatever that you, you achieve. We've both been True. in the position where we were, we were psyched to get that $75 square. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, Zach. It's not, we're not undermining people who are out there hustling, you know, trying to get those free tools and no. stuff. That's awesome. And legitimately, there was a point in my career as a content creator where I was strapped for cash, where I was like, I really want this tool for this project. It would make the project a lot faster mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. easier if I had it, but I can't afford that tool as well as all the materials to do this thing. You go broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, it did in certain scenarios, like it did really help jumpstart my channel or, you know, it it allowed me to do new things with my channel and create things that I wouldn't normally be able to create. So there's, there, you know, there's a trade-off to be had there. There are some situations where it does make sense, but. Right. Yeah. So would you recommend the, so then you're saying that you would recommend the DFM uh, for a slightly cheaper alternative on either a large or a small square. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. I I think okay, so that's a three uh, the six inch DFM that you have the pulled six up inch, there. Yeah. And how much was the woodpecker? That's a okay. Six inch uh, woodpecker is eighty four, and a six inch carpenter on um, DFM is fifty nine. So it's like two thirds of the price. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good uh, pretty good bargain there. And if you go on to the DFM, they have um, where'd it go? A uh, dowling jig? scratch. They got a. <laughs> I look that. They have a dent and scratch kit. You can get uh, two of the squares for eighty nine or oh, three. Oh, not there. bad. Yeah. yeah, not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. I mean, honestly, Josh, if I still had it, I'd give you my aluminum delve square. But I, uh, I already gave that to somebody else. Oh well, don't don't tease them like that. Sure you can. It's all about that. Everybody enjoys getting teas. Come on, Zach. <laughs> I remember. I remember you when we were in that hotel together. You enjoy good teas. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Let's not tell the listeners about that okay. just yet. We got to we'll, save that for we'll the after. We'll take show. a heart. You know who else enjoys get, who else enjoys getting teased? Our new patrons. Our new patron. Well, new patron. 
new patron. Sorry. We've got a new patron that's joining us in the fight against the green suitors podcast, the worst oh, yeah. podcast available on Apple and Spotify. Um, so new, new this week is our rigid fan, Joel Dukit. Do do Shay, do say. I don't know. It's it said he paid in Canadian money. Yeah. So, oh, okay. uh, Zach, you might be able to pronounce this better than I can. D o u c e t. I would say Duke. Duke. Yeah. Or du- yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the problem with the problem with Canada is that we have every type of nationality or you know, like heritage here. Yeah. So like, you're like, Oh, Canadian, like maybe I should say it the French way. It's like, it could be, well, it could be, I don't know. There's, there's no way to be sure with Canadians. You can always send us in a, you can always send us in an audio question and correct us if we got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. I think people sign up to get their names butchered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Try again next week. Try again next week. Uh, but uh, Joel's joining us uh, as a patron to help support the show because we don't want to hit you with obnoxious ads or, you uh-huh. know, just be annoying like the Green Suitors podcast. And, you know, we also want to give a huge shout out to our returning top tier patrons, our caulkers. We got Josh at Freedom Workshop who upgraded last week. Oh, yeah, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brooke Appler at Grizzly Bear uh, Woodworks, which, by the way, I don't remember what other podcasts I was listening to, but Brooke Appler is a patron of theirs as well. So oh, he's really? supporting a lot of people in the woodworking sphere. Okay. Over okay. at um, the Jason and uh, oh, Bourbon Moss. What's his name? What's their, what's their podcast called again? Shop Sounds. Shop right? Sounds. Shop yeah, sounds. Shop Sounds. Shop Sounds. That was um, one of the potential names for this podcast that we've rejected, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we got Brooke Appler, Grizzly Bear Woodworks, Dadu, Luke Schmidt, oh, yeah. Corey Duvall, which, by the way, Corey, still haven't done anything about that scuba gear that you recommended that I go check out. Been busy. Um, Jason Price, Priceless Pro Design, Scott Eastman, EC's Woodshop, and, of course, the Power Cocker, formerly known as Wes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which we got to set up our one-on-one chat with him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh. we do have to set up a one-on-one chat with him. Wes, look out for an email. We'll send yeah. you an email here soon. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Zach, why do people want to sign up for Patreon? Because you unlock the after show, which I think is the best benefit that we can give you. Because we basically do a whole second podcast after this first one although we've been threatening not to do it unless we get some listener questions yeah might be a short one this week but we always say that and then it ends up just being an hour-long thing so (laughs) ends up being longer than it was the previous week yeah yeah you also get some uh bonus merch you get access to the discord where we got a bunch of different chats going and you join us in the fight against the green suitors yeah it's always a good thing yeah always a good thing I'm sure there's some stuff I'm forgetting too. And let's just be honest. We don't run ads because they're annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have those random like get tested for erectile dysfunction every like, you know, seven minutes during the podcast. Nobody wants to hear that. That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the only way we make money on this thing. And making a podcast isn't free. Mm-hmm. So if, if you enjoy the show, that's a great way to, you know, great way to support. But if not. At least just send the podcast to somebody and you know tell them about it. Help us grow this thing so we can get yeah. more guests on the show. Um, I was listening, speaking of annoying ads and podcasts, I was listening to a Spotify podcast today. And while they were talking, there was a conversation going on. The ad just started playing. Oh. For some reason, it didn't pause the main podcast. So they just layered both on top of uh, each other. I've seen it. That. Was, it was horrible. It was horrible. In all four, what is it? Every to give you guys an idea, every one thousand listens that you get on a podcast, they pay you like was like eleven dollars or something. I thought it was eight. Eight, eight was the number I had in my head. It's whatever it is. It's awful. Yeah, it's not great. It's so like if we get about a thousand or so downloads on each episode. That means we're going to annoy the piss out of a, a thousand people for us to get $8. Like, mm-hmm. no thanks. <laughs> it's not worth it. 
<laughs> so we're doing that for you guys. But oh, the, anyway, yeah. If you want to support the show, great. If not, that's fine. Go listen to the Green Suitors podcast. Right. Should we tackle Jude's question? Yeah, right, yeah, right yeah. What, what do we got? I think so we kind of think... talked about this last week, didn't we? Yeah, we was it last week we... that we talked about this? Or the week before. We touched on it a little bit. Yeah. But we'll, we, we touched on it. But what kind of factors did you consider when choosing a business slash channel name? Mm. Well, the first thing for me, if we can go back and forth. The first thing for me is picking something that doesn't box me into a corner. Like, let's say I did. Yeah, that was a big one. Eric's Pallet Wood Cutting Boards. Yes. Horrible channel name. Yes. And you why? See- because you can only build pallet wood cutting boards by Eric. Like, no one else can join the channel. You can't build furniture. You can't make stuff out of walnut. Like, it, yes. don't box yourself in with your name. Yes. Have you ever seen one of these channels where they started with some name, like you're saying, and then their channel eventually grew? And they just abandoned the original premise. So it'll be Eric's <laughs> pallet wood coffee tables. And then he's doing electronics projects in all his videos. Car reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have seen that a couple of times. I kind of respect that move, honestly, where people are like, screw it. I'm pivoting and I'm not changing my name. <laughs> but like, that's got to be confusing because... Oh, yeah. If I'm searching something on YouTube, which I rarely do, if... I don't know. Let's... I, I don't apple pie recipes i'm gonna go i'm gonna type that into to youtube i'm also gonna look at the i'm gonna look at the the title i'm gonna look at how many views this thing has how old the video is and i'm gonna look at the channel name if it's like debbie's desserts i'm gonna be like that's gonna be a good channel now if it's like you know clark's road show i'm gonna be like it's probably not where I want to get an apple pie recipe from. So, like, yeah. honestly, think about that. Yeah. How long would we need to talk about apple pie recipes before this episode would come up near the top of those results? Uh, we won't ever know the answer to that unless we <laughs> do some experiments to find out. So let's just say apple pie for the next 10 minutes. Well, didn't we try to... Fit in cream pie and well, the one didn't we have an episode that was something about <laughs> cream probably. pies? I think probably. Mm-hmm. Why don't we make the title of this one episode the one where they talk about apple pies, and then we'll see there if we it go. come up in the YouTube search results for apple pies. Not the one where they get cream pied. <laughs> that was that was what the title was. <laughs> didn't we have an episode of what? Yeah, one where they talk. I think was it because pies. the food of the day was cream pies? I think that's why. It might have uh, been like oatmeal cream pies or something. Something like that. Something like that. I don't know um, why people laugh at that joke. I don't get it. I think another important thing to think about when you're naming your business slash channel is uniqueness. Like, are people yep. going to be confused? Are they going to search? If you make your company Air Canada Woodworks and people <laughs> don't punch in Air Canada know. into Google. Yeah, definitely don't fly Air Canada. But if people punch in Air Canada looking for their wood, favorite woodworking channel and a bunch of plane pictures start popping up or a bunch of nasty customers, uh, customer reviews pop up. They're going to be like, what the hell? Right, yeah. right, right. Like, can, can, or spell it differently. Or spell it differently. That's, I mean, that's, uh, you always see this with apps, right? Yeah, yeah. They will come up with some unique spin on <laughs> trying to think Instead of an example. Instead of like vlogger, it's like VLGR. Yes, thank you, because I was going to say Grinder. <laughs> hey, and we all use the app. Like, yeah, we, don't exactly. try to, we don't try to hide it. Yeah. That could be a good episode title, the one where they but use like, Grinder. You know, like a little... A to little, make an apple pie. <laughs> a little tweak on conventional spelling is, like, all it'll take. You know, replace an I with a Y or something like that, and all of a sudden you're the only Google search result when people search that thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'll I'll give you a, an example that is good and bad of that. A band that I like, their name uh-huh. is Brand New. Do you know mm. how awful that is yeah. to Google that? Yes, yes. Awful. Isn't it the Brand New? No, 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 no. Not just Brand just New. Just Brand New. Um, but then another example is my my buddy's got a band called Camp, but they spell it C. A A M P. So there you go. 
the problem. Right. But like you see it and you you go camp like, yeah, you know yeah. how to say it. But like if you type that into Google, the only thing that's going to come up is his band. Is his band. Yeah. 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 It's like the um, the music artist, The Weeknd. He doesn't have the E in the end. Right. It's just W-E-E-K-N-D. Right. And you right. see it and you read it The Weeknd. But he's the only search result that you get when you come when you punch in his name. Do you think both of those people hired like SEO specialists when they came? I was what? Yeah, name? I was wondering about that. My no, uh, no, I'm being dead serious. I'm not being funny. I don't. Well, my, my older brother-in-law actually asked me once. He was like, "Why does he not have the E in the name the weekend?" And I was like, "Oh, that's a good question." I was like, "Must be an SEO thing." Yeah, <laughs> that that was my first impulse. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just a sharp guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Any other stuff. things you can think of? Any other names? Simple, memorable. Yeah. I think you need to be, you, you got to walk that line between being to the point or, you know, what you are and vague enough that you can fill what yeah. you're going to be. Right. Yeah. I, I think like a good YouTube title, the less words and characters you can use, the better. Yeah. Keep it like three word max. Yeah. Yeah, if you're right. going into like Johnny's rustic northwestern farmhouse style, too it's like specific. you too yeah. specific, too wordy, just short and sweet. Just do what Zach did and just put his name and then builds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, dude, like that's such a good channel that's name. Perfect. It's it encompasses a lot of stuff, and it's nice and simple. It's memorable. Uh, yeah. I spell Zach a little bit differently than most people spell Zach. Yeah. 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 That's fair. That's fair. Well, I wanted to end tonight. Wait, are we an hour in? It says 103. Hour and three. Yeah, we but started we'll about the live stream. Seven minutes. Yeah. Oh, we got a little bit of time. Siri's talking to me. She said, it wasn't worth it. 103-year-old vegetarian. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you, Siri. From October 27th. 2015. Nice. And that this now starts an uh, episode or a s- segment on the show I like to call Thank You Siri. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So I had something I wanted to bring up. Okay. In the, in the woodworking space, and bear with me for a minute, I promise this, this isn't bad. There's some awesome people in the woodworking space. Mm-hmm. They're also, we've interacted with them, there's some turds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's people that you're just like, come on. Not cool, right? Like people mm-hmm. that just rip people's stuff off or whatever mm-hmm. and don't credit other people. I have a grievance to air. Oh. So you, people, they, you might know this fella. He's, he's moderately large in the woodworking space. His name is okay. Jason Bent. He's okay. a real piece of shit. <laughs> There's the explicit. Yeah. That's what the people come for. Jason Bent. I can't even say it without feeling sick. He had the audacity to try to steal Derek from our podcast. He, he goes, I'm going to poach Derek from off the cut and get no him on the Green Series podcast available on Apple and Spotify. Episode 103. Was it on episode 103? Yeah. <laughs> the last one. What a jackass. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I, 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 I sent him a strongly worded text message after that. And his That's response, awesome. I believe, was just laughing emojis. Let me see what he said. <laughs> I said, uh, well, he, first he was at sending me thumbnails for YouTube. And I said, they all look like hell. He sent one laughing emoji back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, Look, yeah. I understand why they would want to poach Derek, but they just can't. I know. I know. Derek, you got to charge them just an ass load of money. <laughs> yeah. Give them the F off price. I yeah, saw you 100%. became a patron, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's reconnaissance. <laughs> You're going to start poaching all the questions people ask them and answer them better on our there show. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. That'd be good. But. Oh, that is a funny concept. I did want to end the show on, before we go to the after show, I wanted to end on something. I was talking, I was DMing with it, with one of our listeners. 
Um, his name is David. I'm not going to give out. I, I always. Yeah, you don't know what people are to give people's with. last names out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. David, you know what I'm talking. You, David knows if David yeah. hears this, right? Because like, you know, everybody just wants to be blasted on the internet, right? So I was talking to David on Instagram DMs. He was, you know, he's talking about how he enjoyed the show. He enjoyed the banter back and forth between the Green Series podcast. And he was telling me that he's a nine one one call center operator. Oh wow! Chris and he Tom. said that he has gotten a massive influx of callers recently saying that they're in distress and they need assistance after listening to the Green Suitors podcast. Wow. What do they do? Do they send out poison control or? I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But I love that might be our first written in burn to the Green Suitors podcast. And I like this. Thank you, David. That brightened my night. Yeah. Didn't we say that we were going to try to make this like a new Patreon perk? Yeah. At certain levels, oh, you got to yeah. make like custom, uh, custom you can send in your burns. burns. Send in yeah. your burns and we'll read them aloud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And they can they can be graphic, too. Doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever you want. Whatever after you show, want. Maybe. If, yeah. If, if they're super graphic, we might just share them in the after show, but still. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. So we're still working on revamping the Patreon perks. We want to make it exciting. Add some extra stuff and then uh, truthfully just get more patrons than the green suitors. I think they're winning right now, but are they? Well, yeah, they've been around for longer, you know. Yeah, Yeah, true. They're 20 episodes ahead of us, 21 episodes ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. We'll catch up to them. But Mm -hmm. in the meantime, should we head over to the after show? I think we should. I I got some some questions I need help from you guys about. And also... Here's my tease. I had a call Thursday, I think, with an internal employee at YouTube. Oh. And got some info that I was told I'm not allowed to share, which obviously means I wrote down everything she said, and I'm going to be sharing it on the podcast. All right. They're not Patreons. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was like a disclaimer at the end. They're like, oh, you're not allowed taking videos, writing notes, um, or like taking screenshots of anything that we're going to share. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Fuck you. I'm going to share yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about on the, uh, on the after show, uh, amongst other things. But, well, I don't think anything I could say would be a better tease than that. So, Let's end this thing. All right. See ya. See ya.